How can you increase your story leadership and be at the top of your performance game when you tell your brand's story? We'll talk about that in a minute. Welcome to the Brand Telling Podcast, where we share secrets, systems, and strategies you can use to unleash the power of story to build and grow your brand. The Brand Telling Podcast is brought to you by the award-winning team at Communication Strategy Group, bringing a combined 50-plus years of publishing, agency, and client strategy, creative, and tactical marketing experience. Please welcome your hosts, Principal and Chief Brand Teller, Arthur Germain, and Creative Director, Michael Simbrom. On this episode of the Brand Telling Podcast, I'm pleased to introduce my guest, Dr. Dan Schaefer, CEO of Peak Performance Strategies, where he focuses on identifying early on anything that may get between you and top performance. Dr. Dan works with individuals in business, sports, and entertainment who often find themselves alone at the top. Dan is a confidential sounding board for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and groups throughout the United States, South America, Europe, and Asia, advising them on people, culture, and the psychology of the workplace. He's developed a breakthrough strategy in sports performance for professionals, NFL, NHL, goaltenders, major league soccer, boxing, ultra and extreme runners, golf, tennis, skiing, and amateur athletes. I don't think I've missed any sport because Dan hasn't. Consultants and sports agents, GMs and coaches also rely on Dr. Dan to get their teams performing at their best. Now, I've had the pleasure of listening to Dan during two different presentations where I was able to see him demonstrate some simple yet focused tactics to help boost performance. Dan, welcome to the Brand Telling Podcast. Arthur, thanks for the invitation. So, Dan, tell us a, a little bit about your background and a little bit about the kind of work that you do. Uh, I'm a business and sports psychologist. I work with people who uh, want to get a competitive edge in whatever they're doing. Uh, most of the people that I work with are alone at the top of what, whatever their field is and really have very few people, if anybody, to bounce anything off of. Uh, this, is, this is not coaching. It's uh, personal strategies to help people get a competitive edge. Uh, my background is I worked for years with uh, separation, loss, and life transition. I wrote a book uh, on helping parents explore uh, explained death to children. Uh, I did some work with the Pentagon on military loss, looking at the impact that separation loss and life transition has uh, in on performance, on errors, omissions, accidents, and safety. And that transitioned into working with uh, with a hypnosis practice into helping professional athletes uh, and student athletes and people in business uh, get a competitive edge and deal with some of the things that get in their way. So uh, I just currently wrote a book in the last five, six years called Click, C-L-I-C-K. Uh, forward is written by Chad Pennington, who was a quarterback for the Jets and the Dolphins. And he was a client of mine from 2005 until the book was published. And in the book, there are a lot of other people who talk about um, what we do together and some who don't. Uh, there are some people who just don't give their competitive edge away. And so I, I get people that I have a very poor referral system because most of my top clients just don't talk about me. 
it's a bit, a bit challenging from a marketing perspective. I'll say, you know. it, it is right. You've got yeah. uh, you've got some great stories to tell, but nobody wants to tell those stories with you. Nobody wants me to tell them. I know you guys help people to do stories, but the point is, that are they delivering the story to the right person in the right way with the right language and with the right uh, psychologically designed tilt so that, so the people will remember them, you know? You know, that's interesting. We, we talk a lot about uh, what we call brand storytelling or brand telling, but, um, you know, that, making that story in a way that it can be remembered and retold Wow, that that's huge. Maybe you could talk a little bit about the idea of of remembering that story. Well, I think, think the thing is is that if if the story is being told to some, first of all, it, it depends. I'll, I'll come back to a client of mine who uh, held a springboard diving championship in New York City for four years in college. And I said to him, I said, what's the difference between springboard diving and business? He said, absolutely nothing. It's exactly the same. I said, how do you say that? He says, well, he said, my dives are always the same, but the water is always different. <laughs> and there, there is no person who you have ever helped deliver a story who is delivering the same story to the same person in the same way. So it's always different. And one of the things we've talked about, you and I, is, is preparation with competition. And a lot of people don't prepare. They wing it because they've been told that for whatever reason, uh, in traditional conventional sales training, that features and benefits are the thing that get people to make a decision. When in fact they're not. Uh, they, they fail to look at how the brain really works. And when they apply certain strategies to the way the brain works, they get a 30 to 50% higher close rate on the deal. Well, you know, and that right there for me kind of puts a number to the idea of story, doesn't it? It helps to understand that uh, showing how you're adding value is really more important than, as you just said, uh, you know, the, the features and benefits or, or what we say in the technology world, the speeds and feeds. And, and so maybe you could talk a little bit about some of those uh, techniques that you've seen work, or maybe some of those that you haven't. I, I like the idea that uh, you've said to a group that I, I belong to that um, you have a simple business, you sell mistakes. And right. so I, I know you've seen a, a number of mistakes when it comes to people telling that story. You know, you, you're right. And that's part of the, that's part of the challenge. I know you guys put together a specific language for people to tell a story. And in, in my experience, when somebody decides they're going to go off and they're going to add a little bit of what they do to what you do, it just, sometimes it just doesn't work. You know, they, they, tell a wrong, they tell a wrong story in the wrong way. So, you know, it, it comes back to how people really approach this stuff and how they profile a person they're going to talk to. What does that person need to have happen? Everybody is out working on 30-second elevator pitches. There are people who put together a 30-second elevator pitch. When the reality is somebody only has six seconds. They only have six seconds to get their message across. There's a narrative that starts in somebody's head when you first introduce yourself. And they were off someplace else, and you don't, you don't even know they left the room. So, so the point is, is how do you get somebody to uh, break that pattern? And what I do when I talk to people, I say, you know, it's funny. You know, what I do is I, I sell mistakes. And nobody ever walks away. People think I'm nuts. They think it's crazy. Uh, Somebody who really wants to wants to uh, have a compelling statement with somebody. Uh, 
needs to needs to follow the directions. It's like baking. You know, if you, if you don't put the right ingredients in, you're not going to, and I don't bake, but when you put the right ingredients in, you're not going to get what you want. So, you know, when somebody says to me, well, why, why would anybody buy mistakes? I said, somebody who doesn't want to make their own. It's a lot more costly to make your own mistakes than to buy somebody else's. So you say to me, I'm driving with my family out to LA. I said, okay. I said, I have a, a list here of all the radar traps between here and LA. Do you want to buy that list now? Or do you want to wait till you get to LA? No, I want it now. Okay, you know, but people go off and, and, you know, put their own stuff in and it's hard to get people to use the right language. But when you use psychologically designed language, um, it's, it's a funny, it's a funny dynamic, but each one of these situations are designed specifically for the person you're delivering the message to. It's the message, but then who are you going to deliver it to? So the message has to change. The story has to change a bit, I believe, depending who you're going to give it to. Who are you going to present it to? And if you're presenting it to a, a large audience, then how do you get that message across to them? You know, what, are, what do they want? If you, I gave a presentation last week. I had 60 people in the room and I said to them, you know, uh, I want you to do something unusual. I want you to imagine there are only two people in this room, you and me. And save all your questions for another time, just you and me. And my question to you is, what do you need to have happen right now that's not happening? And then let's find out what's in the way. And when you find, when you get somebody, and there's, there's a whole psychological component to this about having the subconscious mind drag you toward the objective you want. That's that's why I start in 2025. You know, uh, it's, a, it's much more difficult to close somebody on a deal in 2019 than it is in 2025 because there's an invisible dynamic that takes over. It's called short-term discomfort versus long-term regret. I may not want to deal with all this company now, but I'll tell you what I really don't want. I don't want to be in 2025 looking backwards wishing I did. Right. And so, and you see that, you, you don't see that. That's invisible. That's there. It's with almost everybody. People don't want to make a mistake. I did a program for an accounting firm in the city about six years ago. Uh, there were 40 partners, and uh, the one of the partners, the senior partner, said to me, well, he said, what are you going to do to help us? I said, I'm going to tell you what I think you can do to grow your business here. I said, but you're not going to do it. He said, of course we'll do it. I said, no, you won't. I said, when I get off the elevator, there were big gold letters with the name of your firm over the reception desk. I said, if you took a orange prison jumpsuit and hung it off those letters with a note that says, we will never let you put this on. You think that? <laughs> so he says, you know, we're not going to do that. I, I have an attorney who does uh, uh, um, employment law. And she was having some difficulty in getting other lawyers to refer her to do corporate manuals. And uh, I gave her a set of dice. I said, well, the next time you do a presentation for attorneys, just walk up, take the dice out, throw them down the table, broom, and, and get, let them roll, roll all the way down the table. And then say to them, you know, um, how many of your clients are rolling the dice? A lot of them are rolling the dice. Yeah. You know, twenty-seven thousand dollars for 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 a, a manual and uh, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars for fines. Come on! And that's a memorable way to to put it. There's something physical, something that's going to stick with people too. Sure, I, I, I'll give you one of my one of my best. 
I had a guy that ultimately retained me, became a client, but he said to me, he said, you know, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to the Caribbean and I'm going to be thinking about whether I'm going to retain you or not. I said, oh, I said, we have a problem. So he waits a minute. He said, what's the problem? I said, you're going to be surprised to notice that every time you see an umbrella drink, you're going to think of me. So when he came back, he said to me, USOB, you came on my vacation with me. <laughs> he said, I never saw an umbrella drink that I didn't think about the AR again. So there are ways to put this together so that people can think about somebody after they're gone at, at a different time, at a different place, and, and they can work for a very long time because that's the way the brain works. The brain really has three, three factors. It works with skepticism, reactance, and inertia. People are going to be skeptical the minute you pitch your business, the minute I pitch my business. Uh, and I expect them to be skeptical. Uh, reactance is I don't want to be sold. Somebody says to me, how do you, how do you sell people? I say, I don't, I don't close people. People close themselves. You know, uh, I want to do this. I don't want to do this. How long do I want to go through what I'm dealing with before I come back and using some strategies, one of which is hypnosis which is tremendously powerful to help people to focus, concentrate. And uh, I mean, my, every one of my athletes use it. I don't talk about the hypnosis part a lot, but every one of my clients today is in 2025 working backwards. Why does that work? That works because your subconscious mind must act out every thought, image, or idea you put into it. You say, I want that, it's going to go for it. Uh, and so when you get somebody to talk about 2025, to dream what 2025 looks like for them, the subconscious mind says, oh, okay, you want that? Good. Now, I'll just get out of my way. Well, my business is helping people get out of their way. But it, it's, an, it's a very interesting dynamic. And, you know, the way people talk to themselves. Sure. I've spoken to athletes and said to them, what's your biggest challenge? And they say, well, uh, I need to increase my concentration. I said, what gets in the way of your concentration? They say, the way I talk to myself. So how important is that? But how many people do you know who tell themselves what they don't want to have happen? I don't want this to happen. I don't want that to happen. The unfortunate part is the subconscious mind never hears a negative command. It never hears the don't part. So if we come back to just some prominent football games, we look at the Giants and the Patriots the first time they played. The Patriots had 18 straight games. The Giants were hoping to win, wanted to win. And uh, somebody asked me what I thought would happen. I said, I think the Patriots are going to find a way to lose because they were coming into the game saying, we don't want to lose to them. Yep. And when I came back the second time, they said, we don't want to lose to them again. And then it, then it just happens. So, and, and ask anybody who's teed up a ball over a water hole on a golf course and say, I don't want to hit the ball in the water. You know where, you know where go it's right going. There. Years ago, I, I worked with the CEO of a uh, publicly traded company, and uh, we uh, were talking to him about what he could say uh, in a presentation. And, uh, and we said, all right, just focus on what you can say. And I, I knew from training people for media training that – you tell them the things they can say, prep them with all that good stuff, fill their mind with what you want to come out later, but do not put the bad stuff in. Except one of his assistants, just before he stepped on, said, by the way, don't talk about you know this company, a, a big deal that had just been closed. And did you know in five minutes after he stepped out on stage, he said, as a matter of fact, we just closed a big deal with XYZ company. 
and uh, I looked over at his assistant who turned red uh, and he glanced down at me sitting in the front row and he said, when do we have to uh, announce that? I said, within 24 hours now, <laughs> because it's a publicly <laughs> traded company that had to go out, you know, so, right. we, you know, but it was just one of those, uh, one of those things, uh, you know, he, he obviously didn't mean anything by it, but the bias had been set up, like you said, just something in his head. To, to I've had guys played professional sports. They'll go into a, a game, they'll run over game films after game. And I'll say, you have to imagine that you're like one of these people in the UN and you have a headphone on. And when a, when a coach says, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, this automatically translates it into do it differently, do it differently, do it differently. Right. Now, right. what's the risk? The risk can be a game. It can be a season. Your subconscious mind, if you close your eyes and you go back and play, do you play golf or Poorly. Poor, okay, then you really need me. <laughs> uh, what what happens is is that, you know, when, when, they, when they play it over and over and over again in their subconscious mind, imagining themselves uh, performing the swing that they want, playing a hole the way they want, their subconscious mind never knows whether they actually did it or they didn't do it. So it becomes like perfect practice. I have a client who's a, uh, a mixed martial arts cage fighter. She's 52. Uh, the last fight we worked on, we used hypnosis over the phone before before she uh, went into this fight in, for three weeks. And she went into the fight and she won in 49 seconds. Wow. And so at the end, the ring announcer said, well, how do you, what do you attribute your success to? She said, well, the first thing is I'm an ultra runner. She said, so I, and she runs 135 miles through Death Valley in the summer. So, so she said, you'll never, ever tire me out. You might beat me, but you'll never tire me out. And then she went, she thanked her coaches and she thanked her trainers. She thanked her family. And I said, said you didn't thank me. She says, do you think I'm giving your name to somebody I'm going to fight in four weeks? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I want to thank you for uh, for joining me on the podcast today. It's been terrific hearing about not just the stories that we tell about our business to people, but the stories that we tell ourselves. And, oh, yeah. And how important that is. It really is. Dan, before we go, would you mind uh, telling our audience how they can connect with you to learn more about what you do and, and get that book of mistakes from you? Uh, they can uh, go on my website, which is Dan Schaefer, D-A-N. S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R-P-H-D.com. There's a lot of videos and information on that. And there's also the initial question about what do you need to have happen? It's not happening now. Um, my phone number is 917-880-6758. Uh, you can text me a question. Text me, you know, what, what do you need to have happen right now that's not happening? And you can find out in five minutes if I can help you with what's going on. Everything is completely confidential. Nothing is written down, uh, and we go on from there. That's terrific. But thanks for the opportunity to do this. I really had a good time with this. Yeah, same here. We'll talk to you soon, Arthur. Thank you. For the Brand Telling Podcast, this is Arthur Tremaine. Thank you for joining us. Build a better brand story for your business. Schedule a complimentary consultation with the Brand Tellers at Communication Strategy Group. Send a note to contact-us at gocsg.com or visit us at communicationstrategygroup.com forward slash contact.